From Clocker Valley in County Tyrone we present Let the Bible Speak It's good to have you join us as Gospel Minister the Reverend Peter McIntyre is here to let the Bible speak and preach Christ in all his fullness. Good afternoon. Today we'll be thinking about the woman who touched the hem of Christ's garment from Mark chapter 5. First, here's Paul Oren singing, Forgiven, Forgotten, Forever. Amen. such a long time yet the pain still remains your mistakes and your failures they still bring you shame you say to yourself if I could just turn back time I'd do it all different and I'd have peace of mind you see this matter was when you fell on your knees cried out to Jesus Lord of mercy on me He unlocked the shackles and held her so fast And you're no longer a slave to the shame of your past They're forgiven, forgotten, forever, amen our sins are gone, you can't remember them. There's no need to beg his forgiveness again and again. Cause our sins are forgiven, forgotten, forever, amen. Forgiven the blood. Covers all of our sins Forgotten He will never remember again Forever and always and endlessly They're cast in the depths of the sea They're forgiven, forgotten Forever, amen our sins are gone, can't remember them. There's no need to beg His forgiveness again and again. For our sins are forgiven, forgotten forever. are forgiven, forgotten, forever. We're reading some verses from Mark's Gospel, chapter 5. 
We'll begin at the verse 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse, when she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garments. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press, and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and seest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. And he said, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. We know God will bless reading of his word. The fishing port of Capernaum was bursting with life, with the glistening waters of Galilee reflecting the light of the morning sun, providing a beautiful background. Men and women were engaged in the full flow of their daily routine. The harbour seemed busier than ever. The fierce storm of the night before had brought fishing boats to shore as they sought shelter from the howling winds and roaring waves. Edging slowly towards an empty landing area, approached a ship carrying at least thirteen men. They were, of course, Jesus and his disciples. They were tired men. Through the previous night they had battled the storm alone in the darkness. Then after the calming of the waves they were confronted by Legion, the raging demoniac. As morning light broke, Legion was no longer the raving lunatic but a peaceful saint, sitting clothed at the feet of Jesus. Even so, the pig farmers of Gadara did not relish the thought of losing any more swine to an invasion of demons, and so they ordered Jesus to leave. Therefore, leaving Legion to broadcast the good news on the western bank of Galilee, the ship departed for Capernaum once again. The minds of these men were full of the sudden hushing of the winds by their master and by the miraculous transformation of Legion all in one night, yet it was a sleepless night. Exciting, memorable, tiring. There was going to be no rest for Jesus as he stepped foot in dry land once again. He would not be able to go to bed after doing night shift. As the energetic servant, Jesus was sacrificing himself, giving himself. He was spending and being spent in the pursuit of his Father's will. Such was the reputation of Jesus at this stage of his ministry that anonymity was impossible. Too many lives had been transformed in the vicinity of Capernaum for his presence to be kept secret. This was the busiest time of the day. Therefore he had not even the opportunity to leave seashore before the crowds began to mill around. Of the thousands who dwelt in Capernaum, there were two whom the evangelists focused in upon on this morning who were of special interest. One was Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, whose little twelve-year-old lay dying. The other was a mature woman who had suffered a debilitating illness for about twelve years. Jairus was named, the woman was unnamed. Jairus was an important and well-known figure, the woman was hardly noticed by others, yet both were important to Jesus. This was a morning full of interruptions. As the crowds thronged the Lord, he was approached by Jairus with a heartfelt and agonizing plea, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. Come and lay thy hands on her, and she shall live. As the procession with many following wound its way through the streets to the home of Jairus, Jesus was interrupted again by the woman, despised and disregarded in the eyes of society. It was not just Jesus who was stopped in this occasion, but Jairus too had to pause. I'm sure the poor man felt a sense of impatience as the rabbi stopped to speak with this poor lady. He was being taught, however, that whether you were the ruler of the synagogue or a destitute beggar, all were equal in Christ's sight. 
Whatever plans we make for the daily routine of our lives, let us be willing to break those plans if our lives are interrupted by the will of God. Christ was not so set that he was unwilling to change the course of a day with necessity so demanded. Let us learn that all people are important. The Church of Christ too must learn this lesson. Today we're going to think about the woman whom Jairus had to wait for. This poor woman who was disregarded by so many who came creeping up to the Saviour. What can we learn about her? In the first place let's consider her case history. This woman suffered from an issue of blood which caused her much distress and embarrassment and robbed her of a decent quality of life. Over a period of 12 years, she had visited a number of doctors, but it seemed there were no remedies which could cure her. We are told that she suffered many things of many physicians, perhaps surgery, perhaps medication which had terrible side effects. The treatments were painful and she was no better. That was her case history. Spiritually, where have you gone to for peace and satisfaction? Have you gone to Dr. Pleasure? You thought that you could find peace in the things of this world and yet they could not be found have you gone to doctor presentable have you sought him out you tried to be good you've tried to be upright you've tried to be honorable decent in society and yet still there's no peace for your soul there have you gone to doctor pharisee the pharisees observed a strict code of rules and ethics and perhaps you have tried to be so religious tried to be spiritual, tried to be Bible reading, tried to be praying, and yet still there's no peace. Or maybe you've gone to doctor procrastination. You knew you need to be saved, but you've procrastinated, you've put the matter off, you've saved it for another day, and yet you may not be certain of seeing that day. You see, you have a greater problem, and the problem is sin. That is your case history. You may have sought to alleviate your sin through other means, and yet still you have no peace, for you have not gone to Christ. And then let's also think of this woman's continuing hopelessness. She wasted a number of things. We're told that she wasted her time. She spent 12 years searching for a cure. How long those 12 years must have been. What a massive chunk of one's life this is. 12 years. How many years has it been since you first heard the gospel and yet you have not responded? Every year you've spent without embracing Christ has been a wasted year. Oh, do you not see your time is being wasted through not coming to the Lord Jesus? She also wasted her money. She was brought to the very place where she had nothing. Every penny was spent. She may have been a wealthy woman at one time, and yet now she was in a position of penury. She was brought to nothingness. If you are to come to know Christ, you must realise that you are nothing. That's the place we all came to. There was nothing we could do for ourselves to inherit eternal life. And then she also wasted her health she became worse. So the longer it went on, the more money she spent, the worse she became. The longer you continue in your sin, the worse you become. And I'll tell you something, the harder you become to the gospel. If you refuse the gospel today, you'll be harder to the gospel next week and next year until eventually you reach the place where the gospel will run off your heart like water off a duck's back. It'll make no difference. There'll be no conviction. There'll be no conscience. God will stop speaking. He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck. That's serious business. Don't waste your spiritual hell. And then let's also consider her calculating hopefulness. She heard about Jesus, we are told. She heard the news. Jesus, this man who has healed so many, has come back to Capernaum. And that gave her hope. She heard. You cannot be saved unless you hear. We are told that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. When you hear the word of God, there is hope. There is hope for you today because there is an open Bible that teaches us about Christ. 
yet she had humility in her hopefulness. She said, I don't deserve anything from this man. This man wouldn't recognize me. There he is with this ruler of the synagogue. He's going to his house. Why would he care about me? A poor beggar. He won't notice me. She realized that she was worthless, and yet she did something wonderful. She touched the hem of Christ's garment. If I could just but touch the hem of his garment, I will be whole. Just touch the fringe of his garment, that'll be enough. That's the faith that she had, just to creep up to the Lord, knowing that she was nothing, just to touch his garment. And then she will be made whole. Just the touch of his garment was enough. How great was her faith. And then suddenly, fourthly, she had complete happiness. There was a change. She experienced something. Christ too experienced something. Virtue left him. As a consequence of this woman's faith, the power left Christ and she was made whole. And he turned around. Oh, the disciples, they said, many people have touched you, but no one touched him as this woman touched him. She touched him by faith. How wonderful it was for the Saviour to say, go in peace, thy faith hath made thee whole. When you come to the Lord with faith, when you cry unto the Lord, he will have time for you, he loves you, he cares for you, and he'll save you, he'll make you different, you'll experience complete happiness, your sins will be forgiven, you will have peace with God. I would appeal to you today to seek the Lord, the Saviour of men, and discover everlasting life, as this poor woman did in the Gospel of Mark. I thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak. If we can be of any further spiritual help, or if you would like to receive some free gospel literature, we invite you to write to us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, Rev. Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, 5 Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT75OQL. That's Let the Bible Speak, Rev. Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, 5 Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT75OQL. You may hear Mr. McIntyre preach each Lord's Day here in Clocker Valley Free Presbyterian Church at 11.30am and 7pm. For further information, you may phone us at 028-8952-1611. We assure you of a very warm welcome at all the services and look forward to having you visit with us. Thank you for listening today. May the Lord richly bless you. And don't forget to tune in on this same station at the same time next week when once again we turn to the Scriptures and let the Bible speak.